Welcome to the Fright Podcast, where we know that it's Feel Good Friday. And now your host, Josh Hammerling, and, as always, Max McGuire. Welcome back. Another episode of the Right Guys Podcast. I'm Max McGuire, here with Mr. Producer Josh Hammerling. Um, we're going to switch it up today. Something that we've been saying over and over again these last few days, weeks, if we're being honest with ourselves, years is that the bad news just pervades everything. And it's not really a surprise, given who's in the White House. There was lots of good news when Donald Trump was in the White House, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot of good news with the current occupant. Um, but that's no excuse not to dig a little deeper. So we've got some good news stories for everyone today. In the United States, good news for the United States, good news for the world, good news for humanity, some feel-good stories. Um, got at least one story of dog, a dog doing something pretty amazing. Like those always, those, I always love those. Yeah. Like when, like, when you got yeah. dogs going above and beyond to save people, that, that's, those oh, are yeah. my favorite. Oh yeah. 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 Um, how are you feeling going into this feel good Friday, Josh? Great. You sent me the message and I was like, oh crap, I got to come up with something really feel good. Or I'm going to have to sit here and drink this, this, this wonderful drink I've got for myself here. And I, I knew that was going to be, I knew it was going to be a good Friday. Yeah. And I started off by sending you a video earlier this morning. Yeah, this is still good. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Do yeah. You, should we play I'll, it for the... Well, let me set it up. Um, okay, okay. On this podcast, we've always said that um, the worst thing about the current situation with the White House is elder abuse. How hmm. it's very obvious that Joe Biden is in the midst of a weekend at Bernie situation where he is clearly not up for the task, but he's being propped up by people who want to basically control him. Um, so there was a video... That came out this week uh, that Trump shared, lots of people shared, um, which is feel good because it shows that Joe Biden is getting really getting the care that he needs in the White House. Why don't we play that clip? At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round the clock professional care, and exquisite house made meats. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> oh, I'm that's gonna, definitely oh, okay. a feel-good. White yeah. House Senior Living. Oh, no, stop it. Res- I'm trying. Uh, that, that's definitely a feel-good. Let's listen. <clears throat> yeah. Making residents feel like presidents. That's feel-good. Listen, okay. it's so funny because we've all seen the commercials. Yeah. For assisted living, and oh, they always yeah. they always pan to one one elderly person, one older American, and uh, they're always like, "Oh, the Jello here is great!" Like, "Oh, they have great snacks, right?" And it, yeah. of course, that's Joe Biden from New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, the world watching him, saying, "Oh, uh, they, I eat whatever they give me, lots of Italian." <laughs> Don't forget the ice cream. Oh yeah, the ice well, cream. You ever wonder what it's like, you know, being in the White House when he says something to some people and he's like, you make sure the donkey is out in the backyard yeah, and the yeah, light switches yeah, off. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, okay. Right. Okay. Get me Gorbachev. Get me Gorbachev on the phone. Right. <laughs> right. 
Uh, right Sir Gold has been dead for <laughs> 30 years, 20 years, whatever it is, right? Uh, oh, give uh, me Nancy. Your wife's name's Jill. <laughs> you heard me. But that's funny. I liked it. It does make you feel good that nobody's abusing him any longer, and he's just not like a tool. And I it makes you feel good because it, it rings so true. And it's it's things oh, yeah. like this that when they get out there, convince people, make people realize what they've been seeing but maybe haven't been thinking about. Mm-hmm. That he, it's very clearly he, I think it was true before he got into office, but um, I mean, we yeah. saw the pictures of Barack Obama before and after he went into office. Um, it ages you. It ages oh, yeah, you faster considered. than time itself does. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise that it's done the same to Joe Biden. I'm not oh, surprised at all. Yeah. And with his condition, it's just, it's just magnified, man. Like yeah. he is, he's a shell right now. Like, even in the video, you can see him just kind of staring into space, yeah. and it's like there's there's no one home, right? There's nobody home right now. Doesn't mean he doesn't come back, but yeah, it's well, that's the issue. Um, when you get to this stage of uh, of just losing your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Of just this degeneration, the medications that they give you to try and make you aware, alert, enthusiastic. Not only do they, you can't take them all day long because they would be very damaging. But your body also develops um, almost an immunity to it um, mm-hmm. so that it works for less and less and less the more you take it. So basically, it, they're basically giving them ADHD meds from what I've heard. And then and those have long been the leaks coming out of the White House. And that lines up with what the medical industry does for people who are suffering from mental decline. Basically, Adderall, uh, getting getting him like back with it. And yeah. so he has developed a tolerance like anyone else who takes that medication. And it also causes his eyes to dilate, which is why I've long suspected that when he goes outside, um, he has to wear sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool, but it's also because his eyes have dilated from the medication. That's one of the chief side effects. Um, and his poor body. I mean, there's only so many times you, you know, you can start plowing somebody with drugs before it has a real effect. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. It's kind of start wearing on all the organs. And you've only got so much organ reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad news. Come on, man. We have bad news. This is good news. Yeah, take a drink. This is good news Friday. Good news Friday. So the good news is that he's getting his ice cream. That's I will make that some good news. Yeah. Um, so I got some good news. And oh. this was in the news. We talked about this yeah. ourselves. But Chris Christie has suspended his presidential campaign. And uh, so this was in the news. And to me, this is stunning because Iowa is, what, three days away, the Iowa caucuses? Yeah, yeah. And then New Hampshire is not too far from that. So Mm -hmm. what's the point of running in this race for that long just to quit right before the end? Now, you'd think think it would be to try and get everyone to coalesce around someone else. That's usually what happens. People drop out and say, hey, support this person. But there was a hot mic. I don't have it played, but I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. There was a hot mic that recorded Chris Christie during this event where he was suspending his campaign saying that he doesn't think Nikki Haley has a chance. So he doesn't support Ron DeSantis. And he's saying Nikki Haley doesn't have a chance. So he's not trying to toss his support over to Nikki Haley. He's not tossing his support to Donald Trump. So what was his purpose in the race? And what's the point of dropping out? Yeah. Three days, four days before the caucus. There is none. There's there's actually no point. 
And that kind of wraps in a nice little tight, neat little bow. His campaign was pointless. It was just to yeah, try and utterly. denigrate Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, he failed. He failed to gain any steam outside of MSNBC. And he has been relegated back to loser status. Which is great for him because he's probably going to get some sort of job offer in media now. You know, I, I ran for president again. You know how they love those little titles. Oh, yeah, book deal. Book, book, deal. Book, book deal. Throw a book deal. Well, that'll be fine. He'll be fine. But, yeah, why, why did he run, Max? I mean, uh, you know, good news. He's out. And it's like, was he just an anti-Trump voice, you know, to get there and get all those sound bites for the, uh, you know, during the debates and stuff like that. Run the news cycle. See if you can't hammer him. So, it's another good news story. He's out. He's out. But to leave so close, like he spent millions, I think on the, on the, oh, yeah. uh, I forget the exact amount, but it was like 18 million he spent somewhere around there on, on like television. What's yeah. the point? Right. Was his war like, chest that big that he was like, just like, let's spend it. Like, Wait even, for if the next not, one. even if you're completely out of money, just run it through. Yeah, run it through yeah, and see yeah. what that eighteen million dollars accomplished. See what that sure. eighteen million dollars accomplished. See how many people vote for you. Yeah, run, just run it through. There's no, there's nothing to lose if you're not right. going to tell people to vote for someone else. It's, it's just, like, a, it's just a colossal waste of time. It's like training for a boxing match and then backing out right before the big fight. Yeah, right. And it just is like it, I don't know. Do we call it cowardly, or is it just because he, you know, he's going back into acting or something? You know, maybe that's I know. it. I, I don't know. I don't know how it feels to be him to have gone through the motions for so many months and to have accomplished so little spending so much to try and do it. I mean, the other side of this is you withdraw because you know that you're going to get shellacked. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. why? I mean, that's the only flip side trying to save his pride a little bit. Why stand on the ballot at all if you know you're only going to get two percent? Because then everyone knows you spent that 18, 19, however many millions of dollars, and he got 1% or 2%. It's a waste of time, right? Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. now, by withdrawing, you can say, oh, well, I withdrew. I withdrew. So that number isn't really isn't really uh, accurate. doesn't really describe what, what we would have had. If I didn't withdraw, it would have been better. But I withdrew, right? Yeah. So it's keeping it in the realm of the hypothetical. That's the only thing I can think of right. that would for be me, a justification for this. You know, I have never run for president. I don't know what it feels like. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just at that point where he's like, I'm exhausted. I did he's my hungry. piece. I'm out. Oh, 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 well, he did really good in The Whale. I mean, it was a great movie, so I enjoyed it. I was trying to get that joke in a long time ago, yeah. and I didn't. And it, it kind yeah. of fell flat on you. Not I got really timely. We're, get, we're getting into the next Oscar season. The Golden Globes were this. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> that's like a year later. What am I going to do? It's like a year. It's a year ago. Come on. No, no, no. All right. I, I'll, I'll work on it. Topical back in 2022. I'm going through the list of jokes, all right? Uh, that one was maybe a little, little, <laughs> it didn't ripen on the vine. It fell right off. <laughs> so, Chris uh, Christie's out, and now yeah. you have a three person race. You have Donald Trump. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to call it a race because it isn't, but you have Donald Trump, you have Nikki yeah. Haley, you have Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley debated, and Donald Trump went on Fox News. Fox, yeah. Blew CNN out in the rating. So, I mean, that that's all you need to know right there. Right, right. right. Who tuned in to watch. Yeah, so uh, if Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis had destroyed Fox in the ratings, then you could probably predict that their candidacies could be viable. But mm -hmm. for Donald Trump just to go in there and, and demolish them in the ratings, it, it's not a race anymore. And have so to be in the same room now. When Ron DeSantis underperforms in three days in Iowa, does he drop out? 
And if he does, does, or does he run to New Hampshire, hoping to get to South Carolina? If he's got the war chest, you have to like you would just stay in the game until like the game is over, right? Wait until the fat lady sings. Wait for it to end. But uh, maybe do you really think he's gonna? Any of them are gonna drop out and say vote Trump, right? I mean, he'll never do it. It'll never happen. Oh, and you also you also have Vivek. I forgot about Vivek. Vivek, yeah. I like him. I do too. We know it's not gonna happen. Not in this um, cycle. Certainly not the cycle. cycle. Maybe the next one. Yeah. Uh, Trump said he had picked the VP. I mean, that was really cool about that. Uh, the the little thing they did over at Fox, yeah. and you know, it it just shows you how confident they are, right? Yeah. In their in their campaign, when they're snubbing all of the debates, and they get to go on Fox, and then do that, their their share of the ratings that night was significant. Yeah. Like it shocked people so much so it wasn't reported on right <laughs> nobody was talking about the ratings that pulled in so i want to pull up the iowa caucus results for 2016 yeah. and i want to show you how many how many different candidates were in the race at this time yeah just to, just so we can see it so seven or eight we had ted cruz he yeah. narrowly won the caucuses by yeah. one delegate donald trump marco rubio ben carson he dropped out right yeah. afterwards yeah Rand paul jeb bush Carly Fiorina, John Kasich, Mike Huckabee, Chris Christie, oh, Rick yeah. Santorum, Jim Gilmore. Now, Gilmore, that's nonsense. Chris but, Christie's um, always pulled it like that 2%. I don't know why he just keeps running, man. I know. I know. But I don't know what it... the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that going into 2016 Iowa caucus, there were a lot of candidates who still were there who yeah. were going into it, right? Yeah. Now yeah. we have four. And I'm sure there'll be others that have already dropped out. Chris Christie might even still get some some votes. Who knows? But um, I've never seen so many people drop out before even Iowa, right? If you're a conservative yeah. candidate, the goal is get to Iowa and, and either win it or overperform in Iowa. So you, yeah. can, you can claim a moral victory. If you're a moderate centrist candidate, the goal has always been get to New Hampshire, right? Run hard in New Hampshire and see how you do. And then if you if you win or overperform, you claim a moral victory and you go forward. I've never seen so much money get spent just for people to quit before any of the caucuses or primaries are held. It's just so antithetical. It doesn't make sense if your goal is to win. If your goal is just to play spoiler and get on the stage and say bad things about Trump for for a year, then you've already done it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I guess looking at the polls and recognizing that you haven't succeeded and that you haven't moved the needle, I guess it makes sense to give up. But my goodness, you're so close to Iowa and New Hampshire. Run it through. Run it. Run it. Spend run it money. Just and, and play see the what game. happens. See what yeah. happens. Because what if you do overperform and suddenly you you know you jump up from a two percent to like a, a six or a ten? You know, I mean that would be a dramatic a, a dramatic climb but at least you would have something there'd be some momentum there'd be something that yeah. you could run on <clears throat> next they know they know that they, they just can't compete with it they're just out there trying to be mouthpieces because they know they're about to get clobbered yeah. and it's going to be a clobbering most likely in that i mean it's it's going to be a clobbering it'll be a bloodbath yeah. and you know uh haley just can't keep her own what did he say the um christy said that she she's going to get smoked i think is what she's going to smoke and it, it, the thing about Chris Christie is I kind of like the guy. Like if I was sitting in a conversation, he's probably hilarious, right? And could talk some real stuff. He's kind of like one of those guys that you want on your crap talking team because he'd be if able he to is a, If he isn't a phony, I think I think Chris Christie from back in the day, I think, yeah. yeah. 
I think because yeah. I, I when I was in grad school, I knocked on doors, yeah. not for his campaign, but for a, a pack that was supporting his campaign. And he was a very likable guy. Yeah. Right. Even if you didn't agree with him on policy, he was a likable guy. And what we've seen is is instead of him running on his likability, right, and his yeah. I get things done kind of gumption, yeah. um, he started running on his policy prescriptions. And that was never his strong point. His strong no. point was never he's the smartest person in the room. The, the strong point was he's going to bash skulls together and force yeah. Republicans and Democrats to work together, compromise, and get things done and not right. be an idiot about it. Uh, the more he's been called on to have this policy role, the more you've everyone's realized he's he's an idiot. He's he, or he's just regurgitating what someone else has said. That's yeah. that's most of what makes Trump so refreshing, right? Yeah. He says what everyone's thinking, but no one else has the balls to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what made him refreshing in 2016. It's what makes him refreshing in 2020. It's what makes him refreshing now in 2024. What's wild about it is he doesn't have Christie's likability, but when you say the things that people care about, they can care less whether they like you or not, right? Which is just blows me away about the the never Trumpers, right? It's just like you know he's going to get the job done. Trump isn't likable if you're only hearing Trump through sound bites that other people have picked and chosen, right? Did, I, I, I don't want to get yeah, 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 bad yeah. news. Okay. But okay, okay. a couple, like a week ago or so ago, Trump was yeah. talking about a mass shooting. I think it was a mass shooting in Iowa. And he, he has his heart, his thoughts and prayers. He said, we need to come yeah. together as a community. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, we are going to need to get past this and move on. I but, that, yeah. but I know it's going to be hard for you and we're all here for you. The mainstream media and the left cut it down to, we need to move on. And ran with the headline, Trump tells victims' families to move on. Mm, so like when you when you only see trump through that lens he seems horrible but if you let him talk and you actually listen to what he says and don't just get your news from the 10 15 20 25 second sound bites that are tailor cut to remove the context he's very likable he's extremely likable right well they've done a good job of putting him in the category where he's not likable and he's and unfortunately he's had to kind of run on that i get the stuff done yeah sort of thing. And they screwed him over so bad that now the next cycle, they'll be like, you got nothing done. That's because, you know, everybody, the stars were lined against him to go or from the start. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I wonder what it'd be like to sit down with Trump, have a, have just a, you know, drink, watch some TV, talk about the news, have 15 minutes with the dude. You know what I mean? And it shows you the power of the likability factor in freaking elections, especially as we get to the day, right? People still don't know crap about their, their, their candidates, but if they like them, they're going to vote, which is crazy. I remember Kennedy and his likability factor. I mean, everybody thought he was like a member of the freaking family, right? Yeah. I haven't had a candidate like that since him. I, uh, maybe Reagan was the lovable sort of guy that everybody could tuck George in there. Bush was someone who everyone wanted to have a beer with, right? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the test. Do you want to sit down and have a beer with yeah. this person? And if the answer is no, they creep me the hell out. Then like Barack Obama won that polling question more people wanted to have a beer with barack obama than wanted to have a beer with mitt romney he's mormon so it's a pointless exercise yeah, yeah. or um or uh john mccain so oh, yeah i, mean, I would drink you, beer you with obama <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember, and he had that famous beer he would he, he tried to lean into it and have the famous beer summit yeah over racism yeah, it fell flat it fell flat because it was too forced um here's some here's some more good news and this is good news with an asterisk um 
millions of Americans now only have to pay $35 a month for insulin. That change went into effect in January 1st. And Joe Biden is taking a victory lap on this. He should. I mean, no, he shouldn't. What? Why not? He shouldn't. Because this was something that Donald Trump enacted first. Donald Trump enacted these policy changes to lower insulin for Medicare, which would then force the cost of insulin down for everyone Mm -hmm. to $35. Mm -hmm. And he signed an executive order to do that. And they timed the executive order. So it would go into effect right at the end of the term. But it looks like they messed it up a little bit because like there's rules you, you can you have to go through the rulemaking process final notice there people have like 90 days to comment and then after that 90 days it can go into effect they messed up the math on it and instead of wow. it going into effect on january 19th it was slated to go into effect january 22nd 2021 two days after inauguration right wow. so what did joe biden do he froze it joe biden signed an executive order freezing all of Trump's yet to be enacted orders. So instead of it going into effect in January, 2022, uh, sorry, January, 2021, he froze it, cut it off, and then went through a long process of trying to negotiate with Congress to get it written into law. And now it's going into effect four year, three years later. So he's taking a victory lap for this because yeah. oh, we, we fought and we signed it into law. But the truth is, if he had just gotten out of the way, and let it go into effect, people would have been paying less for insulin for the last three years. And it was only his contempt for Trump and contempt for anything that Trump did that caused hardship for people for the last three years. So rather than celebrate Joe Biden reducing the price of insulin this month, he should be condemned for forcing it to stay up for the last three years. Yeah, because it got insanely expensive after that expired i mean it, there were people paying 300 bucks a dose for some of that and especially if you got like some of the race car insulin they have out there that's it's really clean like it's costing you 700 bucks for for some vials man and i, I remember that because trump did actually get it lowered and then we've got biden out here just you know remember when they slashed everything that trump had done i mean if i had yeah, trump on yeah. it like, let's get rid of it let's get rid of it let's get rid of it this got caught up in this yeah yeah and so they didn't actually look at it like anyone with a brain would have said no how about everything except for this one like if you're gonna be petty fine but they're the pettiness forced american seniors to pay more for insulin for three years unnecessarily that's the campaign that's the campaign uh yeah. commercial right hurting old people yeah. one donald trump lowered the time. price of insulin yeah. all joe biden had to do is let it go into effect and he canceled it shut it down and made it wait three years for it to actually happen. That's the campaign commercial. But feel good. It's yeah. finally gone into effect. We get a real law. Could have been better. Well, that's 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 impressive. Remember when they were putting all those things in front of him to sign, and that was probably on the list. Like, yeah. what am I signing here? Just sign yeah. it, right? Yeah, like, sign it. Sign it. Let's just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah I knew a lot of people that, that, that had hardships from that, Max. Had, you know, that yeah. it, it was it's expensive. It's still expensive. It's never easy when you've got somebody in your life with diabetes. But yeah, for three years there, there was... There's people who yeah. were unduly harmed, right? Old, harmed. young. But you know what? Old people, you know, nobody really suffered, did they? They did. And and there was a poll that just came out. I think it was Quinnipiac that shows Joe Biden has more support over Americans over the age of 60. These, the, these true bits of the story have to be shared. So if you have a grandparent, uh, a parent mm-hmm. who is on the fence about Trump, share this episode today and, and mm-hmm. send it to the timestamp where we just talked about this. 
because the propaganda is telling them to praise Biden when in reality, Biden should have just gotten out of the way. Isn't that crazy, man? But they, yeah. they just had to undo everything. It was just pure pettiness, like you said. It was just, let's remove, let's just remove everything he touched, yeah. right? It's like they're, they're trying to fumigate everything he did, right? Yeah. If, if their fingerprints are on it, it had to go. But well, we got some we got some more good news out of Texas. Do you have any good news you want to share? Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't want to monopolize. No, no, you're, you're monopolizing. I was going to say okay. Singapore is allowing 30 year ban on cats and government housing lifted. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh went to goodnews.com and read the top headline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at this. I put in good news and I'm like, seriously, there, there's don't, a whole don't website. Act, don't act like I didn't already look at goodnews.com, Josh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I figured you did the research. Here's not oh. from goodnews.com. Yeah. Uh, Texas. Texas has seized city property property along the border it is shelby park this was an area yeah. along the border that is a city park where they had been putting uh, barbed wire and the national not the national guard the border patrol had been cutting in cutting the barbed wire and actually helping illegal aliens through so this whole area texas national guard has seized it and it's going to be issuing trespass notices to anyone who walks on the property be it federal immigration agents or illegal aliens they'll be cited for trespass and they'll be thrown in jail so it's a it's a powerful move yeah right especially by the governor to call out the uh the national guard the texas national guard and to take over now this makes me wonder is there going to be a showdown between oh, the is. feds oh there is and you know what's that going to look like you know it's a, hopefully it's not at the end of barrels right there is and and whether or not this is going to stand it's really going to depend on what judge they get right because like you can put a no trespassing sign on your property but if there's a federal crime being committed you can't forcibly remove fbi agents you know what i mean like there yeah. are exceptions to basic private property rules but this is not to enforce federal law this is to go onto the property to break federal law so it's really going to depend on the Inch, judge you yeah. get because if you get a judge that's sympathetic to the illegal aliens, you'll say they have to go there to basically facilitate refugee admissions. If you get someone who's pro-border security, you get them to admit, no, they have no right to the property because they want to go to the property to facilitate immigration lawlessness. Um, so that's really going to, going to depend. Wasn't there a park in Texas too where the, the feds were, where they were doing housing? And the National Guard also moved in. I don't know. Okay, let, let me, I, I was hearing that this morning, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll look for I that. I think this is the same. I think this is the same. The same deal. Okay. Is it, okay. Letting, that, okay. They're also letting them stay on the property. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, this is the same one. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. Top Go Gun ahead. is getting a Top Gun three. That's good. I news. know. Like I loved Top Gun. I loved Top Gun Two. Like it was my favorite movie that year. It came out. Went and saw it with the wife, and like we walked out of there, and I felt good about America yeah. again, yeah. man. And that's why it did so well yeah. because, yeah. like, I, the nostalgia was there. That the the look and the feel were exactly the mm -hmm. same. It gave me what I wanted in a yeah. movie season that was filled with woke and anti-American bullshit. They could have easily have made it America bombing innocent people and Tom Cruise saying, No, I'm not gonna do it. You're right. They yeah. could have they could have yeah. made it anti-American. They really could have, but they didn't. And I, I'm on the same page with you. I left that movie saying this is the this is the strongest I felt, most patriotic I felt leaving a movie 
after mm-hmm. watching a movie probably since watching like Mel Gibson's The Patriot, right? I mean, yeah. like, we used to yeah. get these movies all the time, these yeah. Americana movies um, speaking to American greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's given way to the wokeness, to mm-hmm. the, the ABCDGAY movement, the transy movement. And to follow up on good news of Top Gun being uh, renewed for a third outing, Disney is slashing hundreds of jobs from Pixar, the unit that gave us a lesbian kiss in Buzz Lightyear and gave us racism in a movie about the elements, the four elements. So uh, that's good news. I don't like anyone losing their job, but if anyone's going to lose their job, it should be the woke uh, workers at Pixar who gave us terrible, terrible, terrible. Like I I watched, have you seen Elementals? No, I have purposely not watched a lot of the new Disney stuff. I'm a Disney classic sort of guy. Yeah, my 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 son liked it. We yeah. watched it until I really paid attention into what they're talking about, and it's they're talking about racism, right? That wow. the city was happy when it was just water, air, and trees, and then the Firish moved in. Oh my gosh, happen. they called them yeah. the Firish. Well, they they came from Fireland. Um, you're kidding they yeah, said that that's yeah, real they, they don't have irish accents but yeah they, they come from fireland um they're firish and so they move in and every time they want to go move into a uh rental unit available they're turned away but they're turned away for legitimate like scientific reasons they show up to one place and it's the element i feel stupid even talking about this the element is earth so it's a tree and he says, no, nah, you can't come in here. I have dry leaves. And he does. He has dry leaves. So the thing is, if they come into his house, they'll burn him and kill him because they are literally fire. Right. Then they show up to a water house. The water doesn't want them in because they'll evaporate the water. Right. <laughs> so like they've made it about racism and about overcoming racism. This little kid's movie about fire and water falling in love. But in doing so, they actually like identify that no like if you have an immigrant that is the manifestation of fire maybe he shouldn't live in the building of trees yeah and there are parts there are parts of it where like she bumps into a tree on the subway and he just burns up and like of of course of course the trees didn't want them to live in their neighborhood and it's like crazy mixed messages too Yeah. yeah And kids are watching, like, okay, so I don't have yeah. kids, so I don't see this stuff, right? And I, I don't watch that, that that kind of garbage. But it, it tells you that Disney, like Pixar lost money, yeah, right, based on what they were putting out. Paramount, they just gave Tom Cruise a deal. They've got the whole MonsterVerse yeah. thing. They're, they're spending money on things people want to well, see. They canceled right? the MonsterVerse, the, the universe, but they're going to keep doing Monster Universe movies. Tom Cruise is out of the MonsterVerse. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. talking about uh, the new yeah. monsterverse with yeah. uh, Godzilla, King Kong, yeah, 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 yeah. all those coming out, right? They've got all that. They, 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 what they're showing is they've got they've got plans with money, and they they found what people want to actually consume, right? Yeah. When 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 Pixar put this out, nobody wanted to consume it, and if they did, well, they would be hiring four thousand people. Yeah. They'd be hiring a hundred new artists, right? And, and and Tom Cruise also just got signed with a big deal with the uh, uh, one of the opposing big movie houses, even though he's still tied to to Paramount for some new shows and stuff like that too. And what that also tells us is Tom Cruise understands what people want right now. And two of the biggest movie houses out there want him for that. 
And his last big movie was Top Gun 3. It's going to maybe there is a, a pro America set of movies on the horizon that he's going to put out there. And that's what I'm hoping for, right? Because all we get is kind of some of these movie houses that put out this Chinese propaganda, which is anti American, anti everything NATO, you know? And it'd be nice to have a change. Like yeah. the pension list was swung far too left in, in our yes. media and big movies. And it's time. I mean, I want some, give me another saving private Ryan, right? Yeah. I would take a movie about this dog. This is uh, Kobe the Husky. Toby, Kobe the Husky was uh, digging a hole. And everyone's really concerned about Kobe the Husky digging this hole, hole to nowhere. And it turns out that Kobe the Husky saved this neighborhood in Philadelphia because he was digging a hole to call attention to a gas leak. And if he Holy hadn't crap. been digging the hole, it probably would have been a big explosion. So this is a feel-good story. Kobe the Husky is a hero in Philadelphia, saved a lot of people by digging a little hole to China and finding a gas leak before it exploded. It's a feel-good story, right? It makes me well, like... Dogs doing doing good Doing things. amazing things. Yeah. Like, that's... that's it. Yeah, that makes me feel good because animals have a tendency to show us what we could be if we really mm -hmm. cared sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have a hard time watching those movies where something happens to like dogs oh, and animals? Yeah. Oh, right. That, like that, I can't I purposely don't watch those movies. The first time I was ever hit with that was uh Old Yeller. Yeah. At Disney. And then I was like, yeah. wait, did he just No? <laughs> But that's good, man. Yeah, that one made me feel good. Like, yeah, I'm going to walk right. away from this today, and I'm going to be like, gosh, I still love dogs. It's a feel-good story. I love dogs. It's a feel-good story. Um, here's another feel-good story. On this show, we've talked about um, pro-life issues and mm. the need to treat babies in the womb as living beings deserving of rights, even if ultrasound imaging suggests that they might have a disability. They might have an anomaly that would make it hard for them to live what some people call a full and enjoyable life that doesn't mean you kill the child in the womb you you give them a chance you use every bit of medical science you can to give them a chance this is a good story that's in the news this week a girl i want to make sure i get the name right piper cole kelly now five years old she was diagnosed with spina bifida um curvature of the spine uh spina bifida i remember her in the womb and they did a surgery at the time when they weren't really doing these surgeries to basically correct and adjust the spine in utero so that she could continue developing and not have to go through the really labor-intensive uh, treatments after birth. Well, today she's five years old and she is running around, walking, playing, running, jumping. Happy, happy child. So at the time, this story really galvanized the pro-life and pro-abortion movements because the pro-life movement was saying, hey, look, you can, you can use medicine to treat babies in the womb you don't have to say that this is a death sentence or even something that you should have an abortion and try again with another baby and the abortion movement was very mad about this but five years later she is running around walking around jumping playing happy kid look at this picture happy kid jumping around playing outside um and it was only an eleven thousand dollar spinal surgery there's prices <clears throat> there shouldn't be a like you, you would pay anything and everything. There should never be a price for that. It's amazing what happens when you take science and you use it to preserve life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it gives you, it gives us stuff, right? It gives us stuff as a society. It allows us to protect those that, that are too weak to protect themselves. Yeah. And it just shows you that you don't have to default to the abortion. If, if you can do these kind of surgeries, these kind of life-saving medical 
treatments, right? And it, it makes you feel good to know that somebody out there is doing something that protects those, those tiny little lives and to see her yeah. jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us all feel really, really good. And it didn't just save her life. It's going to save countless other lives because yeah. the diagnoses, I write about this in um, my book, service guide to winning every abortion argument, these diagnoses where you show up for an ultrasound and they say, Oh, well, this is, you have no chance of living, right? If you have this diagnosis, that baby's going to die in the first five years, going to die in the first year. Baby's going to have a hard life. There's no treatments available. The reason that there are no treatments available is that the medical community has for decades encouraged parents to abort their children rather than meet with surgeons and come up with new and innovative ways to treat these conditions that are identified. So it ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy when you have an ultrasound that says, oh, this, uh, this baby has this condition, they have no chance of living. Well, when you encourage an abortion, you are fulfilling the prophecy, right? It's self-fulfilling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's cases like this with Piper Kelly, where you see these surgeries performed. How many other babies now are going to have a shot at life? Because instead yeah. of the doctors wrongly saying there's no solution, they now have something in the textbook to point to. It says, oh, actually, no, there is a surgery. We yeah. can try it. Yeah, um, sets a precedence for sure. And that's what we need for all of these things, right? Yeah. All of these, you go back 30 years. Yeah, they, they would look at these diagnoses and say there's no treatment, mm -hmm. right? But there are treatments for almost all of these things, all of these diagnoses today that will extend or even like facilitate a meaningful joy-filled life if, if you give that baby a chance to survive and to fight and you provide the medical assistance and intensive care that the baby needs. So I look at stories like this and it's a feel good because it's not just that this girl now has a chance to run around and play at her school sports day, but also how many other babies are going to be given a chance to do the same rather than the, the nurse or the doctor telling the mom, oh, this is not treatable. Better to have an abortion, yeah. just try again. Because that's what they yeah. say, just try again. Try again. Try again. No need. Wow, that's kind of pervasive. Feel good anyway, story though. It is. Yeah, I got I got another one here that. So I love animals. I'm kind of a, I'm a cat guy. I'm going to say it off off the bat, but I've had lots of dogs, so I love everything. Mm -hmm. And um, just recently, uh, a dog had been caught up in a, an abuse case and had mm -hmm. been in a, uh, a shelter for a mind blowing, and it's. 450 days that's that's so this dog, ridiculous because shelters usually don't keep dogs that long no they, there's usually a um yeah you know a kill shelter well they'll put them down just let me find the one i got here but this pupper and look at that excitement on their face yeah um found a forever home that's after cool. spending 450 days after an abuse case man and People will say things like, do dogs dream? Do dogs have emotions? Do animals have emotions? You know, and if you read the Bible, you know, God breathed the spirit and all living things. Tell me you don't see the love and happiness oh, in a yeah. dog's face. You know what I mean? Oh, Sorry, yeah. this stuff gets me emotional. I love oh, dogs. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, and anyone, like, who oh my gosh. Say, anyone who says that dogs don't dream has never had a dog. I mean, a dog <laughs> lays on its side, he's dreaming, and he's, he's running while he's dreaming. Very obviously dreaming. Like, very obviously. A cat will do the same thing. She's yeah. like pawing at things that are there. Yeah. <laughs> I love this oh, thing. Absolutely. That's 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 a feel good story. Yeah, that uh, one. I saw that one, man, and it's like that's the stuff that like hits me in the old feels where I'm like, yeah. Rrr, 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 rrr. yeah. So I'm happy. I love watching 
and I, I always adopt shelter cats and dogs, man. Like if I'm going to get something, I just go and I'll rescue the oldest one I can find. And I'm like, you're coming home with me. <laughs> right. I love uh, it. So here's a good story. Um, scientists have developed a new uh, antibiotic that can kill uh, a drug resistant bacteria. So drug resistant bacteria, really Versus, dangerous. And that yeah. is partially because we are so quick to prescribe antibiotics. When you yeah. over prescribe antibiotics, you get drug resistant bacteria. So it's, mm -hmm. it's inevitable, um, which is why many doctors now are reluctant to prescribe antibiotics unless they know. Um, yeah. That's kind of up there with not prescribing opioids and a push to, to prescribe less. But this new uh, antibiotic um, can defeat the I'm not going to try and read it, but it, the acronym is crab, which is yeah. a new uh, which is a bacteria that can cause pneumonia and sepsis. Dude, that's Don't you find it weird that doctors and hospitals have to be very reluctant before doing something that could be life saving, but those who want to take lives do it without a care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need to really have some of those people taking those risks scientifically to save life, to make things better. But, you know, it's just hard. There's always the exposure, right? You have yep. uh, the legal side, but I'm glad to see that. Like Mer like anybody who's had MRSA infections or a really yep. bad staff after coming back from the hospital, like that could be a game changer. It makes you wonder what some of these new generation of drugs and stuff are going to look yep. like. Like our kids yep. may never have, like, there may be some wonder drug that comes out, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's find out. Here's the Sega antelope, um, the animal that is named the namesake of like Sega rifles and shotguns yeah. that was endangered in uh, Asia, in Russia, and has was just removed from the critically endangered list and is now near threatened because its numbers have sw uh, swelled to over a million. For the Holy species. smokes, yeah. really? So I love these stories because... Listen, I'm, I'm sure that there are people who have hunted them to extinction for very good reasons, but in the modern world, there's no reason to hunt any animal to extinction anymore. Um, there's there's always an answer, and uh, I, I love these stories. There was another story I didn't include. I believe it's in uh, either Japan or Australia where they released a bunch of endangered um, seahorses. Oh. To try and That's... rebuild those populations. I love those stories, especially when, yeah, you can yeah, save, yeah. when you can save a population without having to get into like mad science. Um, yeah. Very, very good, good news. Um, here's one from Maui. The Maui wildfires are, there's a lot of chaos with Maui. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Um, good story, though. There's a local jeweler like who this. anyone involved in the fires can bring their damaged jewelry to him and he will shine it up, repair it for them for no cost whatsoever. Um, which is a good, a good feel good story. The problem is people aren't being allowed in to get their homes. So there's there, it's very obvious what they're trying to do in Maui, that there's a planned yeah. land seizure because mm -hmm. they are not allowing insurance companies in to take pictures of the damage. So insurance companies can't pay on the coverages that the people had on their property, but though the banks are still demanding that they pay their mortgages. So they don't have a home to wow. live in. They, they can't get insurance because the government won't let the appraisers in. The people who own the land aren't allowed to go in and, and look at it. It seems, it feels like the government is trying to run out the clock and force a bunch of foreclosures mm -hmm. so they can get this land at pennies on the dollars or someone else can swoop in and get the land for pennies on the dollars. It certainly feels that way. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it certainly does, right? Because that's some of the most valuable land that's out there. And 
with the push to make sure that that native Hawaiians can afford to live on those places, right? Build their their homes up, and then not being able to afford their homes as they get burned, or even the people that move there. Yeah. It would be a huge demographic change, right? What's crazy yeah. is that jeweler did more for him than the than the Biden administration did with the payouts. I'm just saying yeah. that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. wow, wow, for sure. You got one? Yeah, let me get back here. So, do you like curling? Uh, what? In the Winter Olympics, I love. I like watching for curling for like a two week period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I right. don't really That's think cool. about it, but yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out that uh, a couple of firefighters used some um, curling. There it is, techniques in order to save a deer. Oh wow! On a frozen lake. Now, if you've lived in Colorado, you know that sometimes you get deer, animals, yeah, yeah. dogs. They wander out in the frozen lakes. They go to fall through. And, and it's horrible, right? It's even there's even people out here. Often we don't get much of the the ice, but you know it's 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 always crazy. But imagine being the guy out there that's sending your partner, giving him the slide, yeah, right? Because you don't want to step yeah. on yeah, you ice. Step. You can't step, right? It, it'll bust. But if you slide on ice, it it'll help distribute the weight. Yeah. And what these two cats ended up doing is that they they were just pushed out and kept using that technique to get out to the deer that's and then pull it out. Story. It was even harder. Is like imagine pulling a deer out of water. <laughs> like if yeah, you ever yeah. been around a deer, yeah. they are fast and they're mean when they they're going. Oh yeah, right? no, they can they can kick you. Yeah, not not always very appreciative. <laughs> not no. a, they don't always realize that you're saving them. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they do, and it's nice. That's a good story. Well, it's like, kind of okay, fun. You, you like they're fun, right? Stories. They're fun. They're fun. Here's another good story. This is hilarious. Hertz is selling, starting to sell off its electric car fleet because um it's not as convenient. I don't know if you've ever rented them. I haven't. My wife did. And because my wife rented it, she flew into Boston mm. for a wedding in New Hampshire and rented an electric car. So that's right on the range of like a little bit too far to be doing this because you're yeah. going to have to charge it at some point. Um, <clears throat> so I, I wasn't there, but I might as well have been because she was calling me asking how to do it, how to how to charge it, where to go. Um, yeah. And I had to tell her, listen, Annie, my wife, I don't know. I don't know. Um. I know there's an app. I know there's superchargers at like targets and things like that. You got to find a supercharger at the mall at a gas station. You just got to use it. Um, but it ended up cutting into her trip where she's now planning, where am I going to charge this thing? How long am I going to sit there for it to charge in order to get to A to B? Whereas before you pull into a gas station, you're in and out in five minutes if there's no line, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Right. So I can understand why Hertz would want to start ditching its electric cars because just living through my wife's experience and having to be on the phone and coach her through things, um, the allure of the electric car falls off pretty quickly when you realize that you have to charge it and you don't have a house or a garage to plug into. Yeah. And you start having to plan your vacation around where to charge it. It's just, it's chaos. It's chaos. Not until they can make those swappable batteries, right? If like somebody yeah. comes up with a way to make a, a swappable battery that you can put there, but who's going to want to sit on like a hundred batteries at a time, right? Those things catch fire when somebody sneezes the wrong way or the temperature yeah. changes and it's getting cold here. It's, yeah. it's getting cold where you're at. Like there's people that panic that the batteries are going to go bad yeah. in some sort of horrible way and you can or, overcharge them. Or where it's like maybe instead of one battery, it's like 50 batteries that are wired in parallel. Oh, right? yeah. And so then it's not having to have one big battery on hand 
but maybe you have 20 batteries. You can sh you can drive into somewhere, car goes up, 20 batteries pop out, 20 batteries pop in, pop in and, yeah. and you're good to go. It's not a full charge, but it can get you yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like my wife loves these, the uh, the the batteries that you get at like airports. Um, oh, they're damn. little cylinders. They're basically the size of a double A. They're not that good, but they're convenient. They had them. They have them in like Disney World and Universal Studios, at Sea World, um, all places where you'd expect to need these this kind of stuff. And so you use your battery to charge your phone, and then when it dies, you go to this kiosk and you pay a yep. dollar to switch it out. Yeah, and it was thirty bucks at Disney. Yeah, well, to buy the original one, to buy the original. Oh, yeah, one. Yeah, if, yeah. if you show up with one that you already had, it's like two or three bucks. Yeah. Um. So that's probably the model where it's something like that, yeah, 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 where yeah. instead of one big battery, you have a bunch of batteries um, or you have a big battery and then you have like like 10 smaller batteries that can get popped out and replaced. Yeah, because you just can't transfer the electricity that fast. And there's some new breakthroughs. There's there's a new carbon based battery that they were talking about that to be able to do that. But it's still going to take forever to charge a car. I mean, you got to plan a two hour, just sit down and do a fast charge and eat lunch yeah. somewhere during the trip at each stop. I mean, that could be 10 hours of just waiting. And then for you it, realize right? you're on vacation and it feels like you have you're working to, your work, you're working and you're trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. So I, I'm happy. Not yeah. they're still going to have electric cars for sale. Right. But I'm happy oh, yeah. that, that their original push to make it all electric, they've realized that's not going to work. And uh, that's going up in smokes. There was a uh, electric vehicle fire in Denver a week, a week or two back. And they had to bring out specialized equipment to put the fire out. That's the other thing is that they can be rather dangerous once they do catch yeah. fire. We understand how to fight gasoline based fires, right? And it's been going on for yeah. a long time, but you, you've got to get specialized foams out there just to put out these yeah. batteries and they're intensely hot. Max. I mean, it's, it blows me away how hot these things can burn when they do burn. Yeah. And the thing is, is I've been in a Tesla lately and I really liked it. It was cool. Oh, nice. It's cool. But I remember asking the owner, I was like, so how'd you drive out here? Cause he drove from California to Colorado on it. And he goes, uh, it took, a, it took almost as much time charging yeah. and finding the chargers that did to get out here. Right. Now, if if every hotel had a bunch of chargers, that'd be one thing, right? Yeah. But it, it's like, you okay, we have to stop anyway. But then you're like, oh, well, I was going to stop for five minutes. Now I need to stop for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and then imagine trying to drive across Wyoming or Montana, and you start realizing there's there's your battery dies. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing no charge left. out here. Yeah. Um, gasoline's so easy. Yeah. And it's really not that bad for the environment, regardless of what people say. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I support it as an option. If you want to have an option, that's fine. But everyone I've talked to who says it's not that inconvenient, they're kind of making excuses for why it's okay to be inconvenient. Um, hey, the Tesla allowed me to sound like RoboCop and talk to the people in front of Tesla's me. Tesla's super I, cool. Super, dude, super cool. I, 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 I love the idea. I would love, oh, a, yeah. I would love a, a Cybertruck. I would. Oh, um, yeah. But if you're going to drive it more than just like as a daily driver, you need to really think about where you're going to charge this thing. Yeah, you're going to have to put a, a, a generator in the back. Right? Yeah. Have you seen those? Have you seen those? <laughs> yes, right? Driving around with Absolutely. generators? You bet the, the, the aftermarket for that is just brilliant what they're doing. Here's yeah. a generator, and it's like, okay, yeah. okay, okay like I'm ready. Okay. It's whole purpose, but whatever. No, but it's still okay. cool. Yes, yeah. but it's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> this has felt better today. Like, we're, we're walking away from this one like yeah. I don't want to have to go set the world on fire, right? Yeah, well, it took a lot of digging. Right to get these, um, but there is good news out there. There, there's silver linings out there. 
Um, but at the end of the day, we have to, we, we do recognize that we're in a world of hurt and things are going to get worse before they get better. Another clip that they're taking out of context for Donald Trump was they're saying he wants the economy to bust. He wants a crash now. Come on. And seriously? No, what, he, what he said was he, he said that the economy is going to crash. He would prefer it crashes now so he gets to rebuild it mm. rather than it crashing during his term. Um, and then he becomes the Herbert Hoover, and that's just his term. It's yeah. a crash, right? And the media twisted that to say Trump wants the economy to crash. It, it's so dishonest. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of dumb people who just read those headlines. Right. And if, if it does crash, I would rather Donald Trump be in charge of what we do than anything Biden would touch. Would Biden even have a concept of what's going on right now? There's the blankness in his eyes is really scaring me lately, Max. Like there's... yeah. We had a conversation like you, you've seen it. Nobody's home. Like yeah. the lights are barely on too. And his so. wife is, his wife is now physically guiding him off stage. Yes. Which is a very, very, I mean, that could be an indicator. It also tells you that they've seen the comments that he can't even find his way off stage. So rather than him just coaching him, yeah. that, that apparently is not doable. Um, but we'll see. Woo. We'll see. And do you have any predictions going into, uh, Going into Iowa, any predictions? Uh, I think Vivek over overperforms. Mm -hmm. A couple percent. He'll get some more headway. Uh, Nikki Haley's going to come out swinging with some stuff, but she's going to lose support. And this will be uh, DeSantis will most likely, he's going to continue on. He'll probably keep fighting through this one. I'm thinking he's going to go to as far as he can go. If he doesn't but if make Haley it Super doesn't, Tuesday, it's, it's an embarrassment. Anyone, if yeah. these two don't make it to Super Tuesday, it's a complete embarrassment. I think Haley might drop out before <clears throat> this New Hampshire. I think that's pot, just because her, what, her polls. You've got, are, you've got Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, Super Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think so. And then, yeah, by then, if, if by Super Tuesday, Haley doesn't at least get a seven percent jump in her poll she's got to like save the war chest come back fight the next cycle right uh vivek's probably going to i i really think he's going to overperform because he's modeled his his uh his approach to be very trump-like right mm -hmm. he's on the train he's going out he's trying to fill places he's t actually talking to people like he he's making the appearance that he is likable right that's that's what they're trying to do on his campaign they're trying to make him likable. And Haley's not coming across as likable, man. She's just not. She's kind of coming across as a little little bullheaded, you know. But she, she kind of has to. She's a woman inside of a man's game where people are, are kind of generally jerks, right? So she's she tries to leverage that. But that what do you think? I mean, is it going to be about the same? Or? Trump's going to win Iowa by 20-plus. Um, he's going to probably win New Hampshire by 10 or less. Um, South Carolina, I think Trump is going to smoke Nikki Haley. I think, I think mm. Trump's going to do to Nikki Haley what he's also going to do to Ron DeSantis in Florida. It's going to be embarrassing. The only, mm. the only reason I could see Ron DeSantis dropping out of, in time for Florida, when's Florida at? Florida's March nineteenth. If he, if he sees the writing on the wall and doesn't want to be a sitting governor who loses his own state, um, and that could also yeah. be the calculus that leads to Nikki Haley to drop out if she truly underperforms in Iowa. New Hampshire and Nevada, um, you could see her drop out. Possible. 
yeah, yeah. They, they've got to see at least they've got to see some numbers shift, and I just don't think they're going to see it. Right, the campaign, whoever's running the campaign, has to sit there and look back at those stats and say, "Let's not spend the treasure." Right? I mean, when yeah. do we truly think we can win this? Right? They, they've got to know they can't really win this race. Yeah, you know, maybe that's why Christie dropped and, out again. And, and the flip side of it is, you're going to have the candidates who are Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. That's fine. At some point the GOP has to be like, okay, it was a good contest. It's over now. We're coming together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the writing is on the wall. We're coming together. You'll never get that from Chris Christie, no. obviously. You probably won't get that from Ron DeSantis. Um, Nikki yeah. Hill, you might. I don't know. She hasn't been super anti-Trump. Um, but right now, in the lead-up to Iowa and New Hampshire, there's this huge push by the anti-Trump, the never-Trumpers, to become relevant again. Um when they fail, which they will fail, there has to be a purge of them from the party. They cannot be the leading voices going into the election because that's what they tried to do in 2016. Colorado was ground zero for that, for the never Trumpers. Um, And that was where the never Trump conspiracy really started. Um, So there's got to be a purging and hopefully it can be a once and for all because these people keep rearing their ugly heads. Give you the final word. Well, well, I was going to actually ask you, um, do you think, Anybody that's currently in the race right now has been tapped by Trump to run as VP. I don't think so. Because that would have that would have different outcomes, right? The the yeah. first to drop, like you would be the first to drop out. When who did that was yeah. Christie, and I don't think he's the pick. So, no, 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 no. is it Vivek? Is it any of those? It's not gonna be Vivek. That, no. no. So you don't think they're there? You don't think they're? I don't think it's there. I, don't think it's there. I think you. Can he's he's going to go outside. Is it going to be? You might be looking at Christie Nome. Um, really? I think you might look at Ben Carson. If you want someone who's actually loyal, like yeah. after after what Mike Pence did to him, yeah, it's got to be loyalty. It's it's not just good enough to say that, that you helped me win this one state that he was going to win mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be a loyalty thing. It's got to be someone who's not going to stab him in the back, and someone who can help him. The Democrats care about the diversity, so mm-hmm. I mean th- they're running with this. Check the box. So the current running uh, candidates, it's it's within their best interest to spend all the treasure they can to try to to last it out or save right? it because then they can use it for other ventures. Sure, anyway, that's what I was thinking. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, cool. we're out of time. Feel good Friday. We're gonna do this. Maybe not every Friday, but we'll do this every now and then as the good yeah. news piles up. As, as prescribed. <clears throat> yes. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. All those links are down in that description. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, Rumble, um, all the social media outlets. Those links are in the description. We also have an audio edition. We try and make this as audio-friendly as possible. So do subscribe to one of those. Help us prove the numbers for advertisers. Very, very helpful. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. Have a good weekend. See you. Happy Friday.